Well, y'all can be seated if you can. What a great service so far, amen? Huh? Where are you going to go to get that? You can't manufacture this stuff. But I'll tell you, under the leadership of our pastor, you got to understand there's a special mantle, special anointing that's there. And when the, when the presence of the Lord begins to flow like that, it make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, can it? Just being real with some people, right? That's okay. But you know what? At the end of the day, as long as God gets to do what God gets to do, it's like let it happen. I'm sure you guys were over in Africa, right? And I'm sure church services probably were a little bit different over there than they are here, right? So, so you've got you've to understand that we're bringing a whole group of people together who have a different expression of, of their relationship with God. And so don't let it make you feel uncomfortable. Just like, hey, I get to do what I get to do with God. And they get to do what they get to do with God. And the important thing is, guess what? God gets to do what God does. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It'll grow you up. I promise you we're going to get to heaven. We're going to have people from Africa there, India there. We're going to have people from all over the world there. And guess what? We're all going to come together in Christ. That's what's going to happen. So don't allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. Just enjoy the presence of the Lord when it's here, okay? So I'm going to talk with you today about something Pastor Barb actually prophesied because she was talking about how things can hinder us, hinder our prayers to receive what God has for us. And listen, if you're going to serve God, you might as well get all the benefits that go with it. It shouldn't just be a, a drudge, you know, oh, I gotta go to church on Sunday, oh, I gotta, you know. Like, like you can get used to what it would be like to live a kingdom life right here on earth. And you could learn to feel good about that. That way offense doesn't get to come in. Indifference doesn't get to come in. Because I value my walk with God. So much that I, that, that, that like, I'm not going to give up what I got in God to get distracted by something that took something away from me or something that made me feel uncomfortable or something where two people just didn't find a way to get along very well. How many people know that's going to happen in the body of Christ? But I want to talk to you about something this morning that can relieve you of all the hindrances associated with your walk in God. One thing I've learned in my life is that God has a vision for every single person who's here. In fact, it goes so far as to say without a vision, you're, you're going to perish. It's going it's to be difficult for you. But for every person who received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, even those who are not saved still have a vision that God has for their lives. That's why it's so important to come into the kingdom of God. But once we get here, once we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it is critical, critical to our walk and our development and who we are in Jesus Christ that we understand that we are a blessed people. I get one amen out of the whole church. But, but listen, when we're done with this thing, I'm, I'm going to tell you, 
Jesus accomplished something so great that yes, you, you can confess him as your Lord and Savior and you're going to go to heaven and that's assured, man. You're, a billion years from now, you're going to be in the presence of God. Like still. And a billion more years and then the light years and all the other years. Right? And that is a wonderful thing. That's your golden ticket, man. You're going to be able to go into, uh, up to those gates and say, here's my ticket, man. Here it is. And you're going to hear some amazing words. Well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Just because you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But what I want to tell you is there is something more to what Jesus did for us. Way more. And so we're going to go through that this morning. The title of this message is Receiving and Activating the Blessing of God in Your Life. I want to open with this statement. You don't pursue things, you pursue God in the kingdom. But we're going to go through how we got conditioned to pursue things rather than God. And then I'm going to lead you right out on the other side. And it's all going to make sense and it's going to be like, oh, that's how the blessing of the Lord works. That's, a, that's my goal for you this morning. And that alone will stop the hindrance of your prayers. That alone. Matthew 6.33, we love it, right? Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously. Now, living righteously doesn't mean perfect. It means that I am justified in Christ. I wish I could be better, but I can't. Pastor Barb talked about that last Sunday. I wish I could do the things I know to do. Well, just, just be righteous. You're justified by your faith. And he will give you everything that you need. Now, as much as it says you could, you could confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, die and go to heaven, it also says that. And so we've got to get our focus off of the things and onto the kingdom. Because the more we focus on the kingdom, we are now in service to God rather than in service to things. Even in ministry, you could be in service to the ministry rather than God. So it's not about the things. The things will be added to you through your service to God first. Genesis 1.28 says, Then God blessed them. Everybody say, bless them. And said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. That's a great thing, man. I don't know how long Adam and Eve were able to function that way before sin entered. Like, I don't know what that time frame was. Could have been a million years. I, I have no idea. But I do know that sin entered the world, which violated this. You see, their service was to God through the blessing. God blessed them. So it's like, okay, I'm already blessed. And then he just told me to go out and do a whole bunch of stuff for him because of the blessing that I received. They were in service to God rather than in service to stuff. But something changed. It says in Genesis 3, 16 through 19, it says, Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. Any women in the house understand that one? And in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband. You don't, we don't have any controlling women in here. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We just had a deliverance service, so praise God. Husband, just jab your wife just gently. You know, hey, pay attention here. Pastor Paul's talking here. It's your opportunity, ma'am. But he will rule over you. So you got this desire to control. And it's like God just wanted to put one more little thing in there. He'll rule over you. It's okay. Husbands, don't be mean to your wives. Listen, if there's to be a, a, a king in the household, there's to be a, a queen in the household. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I knew I'd get you excited about something this morning. And to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. Well, nice job, Adam. Nice job. Now the ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you're going to struggle to scratch a living from it. Anybody there this morning? Praise the Lord. You're going to have to work. Right, Matthias? I got one amen, but you got to work. You got to work. It, it, listen, working will give you such an incredible value of service to others. You know, you're hearing about all this stuff right now about how people are lonely and depressed and anxious and all this stuff. Well, you're cooped up in a house. You haven't talked to anybody. You don't have any human interaction. You're not being of service to anyone. And I'm telling you, there's a consequence to that. Okay? There's a consequence to that. I know it's difficult to get up and go and do a job every day. It is. It's challenging. But the thing that's more challenging is sitting at home and not doing anything. Because it'll hurt you. It'll hurt you. Even if you're retired, you can be of service to other people. I think in this country, the way we treat older people is a sin. It's a sin. They work their whole lives to get to where they got, and then they're told to go sit on a rocking chair somewhere and, and, and just relax. No, those people, I'm telling you, are the patriarchs that built the world that you know right now. We should find ways to honor those people. I got off track a little bit there. Praise the Lord. God, forgive me. It'll save your life. It, it really, it, in, in fact, suicide is higher now, and violence is higher now than it has been in a long, long time. So if you're feeling that, get, get back in service to do what, what God has for you to do. Amen? So it says, all your life you'll struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you. Well, praise the Lord for that. Though you will eat its grains says, by the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat. From what? The sweat of whose brow? Your brow. Now, I'm going to flip the script here in a little bit. I am. Because, listen, at the end of the day, if it's all about what you can do, then there is no cause for Christ. There's no cause. It, it, like, I can just do it on my own. There is your part but there is also God's part that we're going to talk about here in a minute. It says, until you return to the ground which you were made, for you were made from dust, 
and from that dust you will return. Okay? So what we just described in Genesis 1.28 was God blessed them, and he said, man, go out and do it in service to me. Man, it's, we're all together in this thing, and this is going to be awesome. Then sin came, and then it was all about service to get stuff. Like, you're going to have to bust your hump to get what it was that I had already blessed you with. You all, you all following me here? So now we're in this dynamic of a, a Babylonian system, right? So a Babylonian system begins to move in now. And it says, hey, buy, buy for little and sell for as much as you can. Work hard, man, and you're going to be able to, yeah, you're going to have the thorns and you're going to have the thistles, but you're also going to have the wheat. You're going to get what you need by the hard work that you can do. And this is a system that went on for many, many, many years before Christ, where it was like God was in mankind because he breathed the breath of life into man, right? And man became a living being because of that to the first time a separation between God and himself in, in man. I mean, what was the first thing that God said when he came back to the garden? Where are you? Where are you? And so here we are in a brand new age of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we're still operating, many of us, from Genesis 3, 16 through 19. Work hard. You can do it. Strap your bootstraps on. Work hard. Yeah, but oh, man, I'm so tired. I've been working so hard. Oh, no, 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 you get back out there. You can do this thing. You work harder. And, you know, my parents' generation, men were like machines, man. You're born and you're a boy. You better get ready to get, lose your feelings, right? Lose, lose all of that and become a machine and go and work yourself to death. Like, people in my dad's generation, they're not feeling good or they got medical conditions or whatever. They're just like, I got to get to work. I'll be fine. And they can't even hardly walk, but they're going to go to work. And so there's this healthy balance, right? It's not about just how hard you can work, particularly where we're going to go here next. Because we're going to take, in, in, take away this idea that it's all about what you're going to do. I know lots of people that just do have, do have, do more, have more, do more, have more. They get to a point in their life where things, they can't even contain it anymore. And then it becomes so overwhelming to them. And then what they discover is, is oh, this isn't sustainable. And, and, and for some people, it's they have a heart attack. Some people, you know, they have some other thing happen, a, a divorce, a, a whole bunch of other things begin to happen because it was all about their doing. And they lost track of the presence of God. They lost track of the kingdom of God. They lost track of all these important benefits that are in the word of God. And they just thought, well, I can do this. I got news for you. You can't do it by yourself. 
there is a cause for Christ. And Jesus is going to become the influence through the same blessing that he gave to, to Adam. He is going to become an influencer in your life. He's going to be able to do the things that you cannot do for yourself. I'll tell on myself. So there was a time when we had to get this ministry going. And I'll tell you, it was challenging. It, it, like, I'm a young guy just coming out here thinking this is going to be a slam dunk. And, you know, we're just going to do ministry and it's going to be awesome. Until you get here and you realize, oh, yeah, we got to pay all these bills. Oh, we need a sound system. Oh, we need, you know, 650 chairs and oh, all the, these things, right? And we had our bishop here at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I went to him and I just said, you know what? I'm a young guy, but I'm willing to do whatever I can do to make this happen. I really am. I'll be in prayer. I'll, I'll be reading my Bible. I'll be tithing. I'll be seeking ways to give more. And so I made a, a deal with me and God. You, you can make a deal with God. Trust me. You can. And, and honor your walk with God by doing these things. And at that time, I thought, well, if I just honor that thing, then I'll be, you know, really, oh, wow, you know. And so I made an agreement with God, and I said, I'm going to pay all my back tithes ever since I started to work at 11 years old. And so we doubled our, our giving for a very long time. Jennifer was a... Uh, 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 she donated her time as the receptionist at the church, and we had a couple kids. She was pregnant when we got here, and so I just said, that's what I'm going to do, and I didn't really have a number in mind, but I knew that if I could do that, that would honor God for me, and it would also contribute to what the church needed to really get launched, right, and I'll never forget. I think it went on for about two years where I, we were faithfully doing this, Faithfully doing this. And things didn't make sense. Faithfully doing this. Okay? And I started to feel really good about it. And one day in prayer, God said to me, he said, you need to stop that. I said, whoa, <laughs> is that you, Lord? Is that you? Because what had happened was, is I was serving it rather than him. It became my service rather than simply service to him. And I learned a valuable lesson in that moment. I really did. That it's like, this is not up to me. I can't do this. And so I'm not telling anybody not to give. Praise the Lord. Give, and it shall be given to you. But, but listen, you, you got to hear the heart because God looks at the heart. He wasn't looking at my service because I was serving it. And God wanted to command my attention. Same thing can happen to you on the flip side. You know, I'm serving my, my landlord and I'm serving my, you know, bills and all this stuff. And then I don't give to God what is God's. And it's like, but how do I shift now? How do I shift? So in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to a land I'll show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will 
bless you. So now you have the reintroduction of the blessing of God and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who uh, treat you with contempt. But get this part. What does that say? All the families on the earth, not in Israel, here this is by the Spirit of God. All families on earth will be blessed through you. So we normally would have been blessed through Abraham or uh, through Adam. That got negated. So God's like, well, no, it's all about the blessing. So you can't function as a human being without this blessing. You cannot do it. It's too hard. It's too difficult. You're, you're going to always be working to get this much, and you had to go through this much to get it. All the families on earth will be blessed through what I'm doing for you, Abraham. And so we've got to begin to understand that there's something more than the toil of the work in and of itself. Now, I've also said you got to get out there and work because that's part of your well-being. you got to contribute to the, the welfare of others. That's, that's where it's going to come from. That's where you, you can be of service in this world. So in Galatians 3, 13 through 14, and man, when this was penned, this had to have been like the most ridiculous thing someone could write. And thank God that he wrote it. But Christ has rescued us from the curse, the toil, the work without the influence of God. Rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. You know, even the law becomes the service to the rules. That ultimately, I promise you guys, no matter how good you are, no matter you know, how much you love Jesus, you ain't, you ain't living that law. That law was God revealing himself to humanity. It says, when he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the entirety of that curse, which was the separation between God and man. It was all works, all the way up to that point. If the people of Israel would do the things God asked them to do, God was with them, man. They could beat every you know, giant out there. They could overcome every obstacle. The moment that they would go back to idols and go back to all this, these worldly things, it's just like, well, you know what? i got to turn you over. And the only place that you can go from where you are is to the curse. So it's, you know, a lot of people will say, well, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? It's the curse. It's not him. No, no, it's not him. And, and, and you've got to make the choices in your own life. Am, am I going to walk in the blessing of God by, by, by doing my part? Or am I going to allow the curse to overpower the influence of God in my life? Power free will to choose is the greatest gift given to mankind. It's what led us into the curse in the first place. But it's also what led us out through Abraham because he chose 
to pursue God. You see what I'm saying? It says, through Christ Jesus, God had blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Any Gentiles in the house this morning? That's everybody in this room. I, I don't. We got any Jewish people in here? Praise the Lord. Got a Jewish? Do you raise your hand back there? You're Jewish. Okay. All right. Well, you can always try to be Jewish. Praise the Lord. But like that's to us. What happened for Abraham has occurred already for you. You received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now the blessing is available to you. So instead of being in service to get the stuff, shift your whole way of living, go back to what he told Adam and Eve, and be of service to what God has already given to you. I already possess everything. I love it in the, in the Old Testament in, in Genesis, man. God not only blessed them, then he like showed them where all the precious stones were, all the gold, man. He put he, where the river was and all the abundance that he had. That little garden was like the most amazing little bubble on the earth, man. And God wanted them to take that bubble and begin to expand it all the way around the world. Like they didn't even know. Maybe they thought the world was flat. I don't know what they thought. But their current reality was one in which it was not tainted culturally, hear this, by a Babylonian system. And so you go to school now, and you take your finance classes, and they're going to teach you all the ten principles of finance, right? Buy down here, sell up here, and, 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 and just do that as many times as you can, and everything's going to be wonderful. Well, I got news for you. I know many, many wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people, and they're not happy. They're not satisfied. They, they are still searching for something to bring them something into their life. My brother this morning, I prayed for him. But you know what his prayer was? Can I share? I won't mention the name. He wanted prayer for his doctor to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Now, now listen, that's operating in the blessing. I am going to become well because Jesus, by, by his stripes, I, I take on wellness. I take on healing in my life. But I see this doctor over here, and he's not well. He's not well in his spirit. I sense that about him. And so we got an agreement this morning, man. We just said, hey, you know what? The doc, what, what the doctor could give to you is nothing as compared to what you could give to him. And see, this is the blessing now. This is the blessing now, where it's not about my needs, it's not about just what I need in my life, but I see the needs of others, and I am going to begin to be of service to God and God alone as I do that because I've received the blessing from Abraham through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Now, when that got penned, I'm telling you, that had to have shaken up that whole region. You're talking about writing something that was very particular to the Jewish culture, and now all of a sudden you're penning that these people can participate in this thing. Man, I can't imagine the outrage that occurred over that. But here you are. 
according to Scripture, that you are a partaker of his divine nature and that what Abraham received is yours in full. I'm going to read you a scripture that I think summarizes all of this up really, really well. It's found in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Now, that sounds wonderful. That sounds great. Anybody here want to be rich? Trust me, you would not want to be rich without the the back end of this the scripture. And it says, The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he, God, adds no sorrow to it. Now, this is liberty now. This is, oh my goodness, not only can I become rich, but I'll also have what we prayed for that doctor to receive at the same time and now all of a sudden it's like, I, I am just free now. I, am, I don't have any financial obligations any longer. I don't have any uh, doubt in who I am in Christ anymore. Like I am a brand new creation in Him. I have everything that pertains to life and to godliness and operation in my life. I hope every day you wake up and you read that little scripture right there. And the moment you start to feel the sorrow with your growth, you go back to the book and you say, no, I don't operate in my own flesh. I don't operate just based on what I can do. So much disappointment gets to happen because of the last part of that scripture. We just think, well, it's all part of the toil. No, you've been liberated from that. 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 Separate yourself. Don't go with the crowd anymore. Don't get disappointed. Delay is not denial. It's not denial. Abraham had to go through delay, didn't he? What did he do? His first action after the delay was to go back to the old world system. Well, I can do it myself then. I'll just go get my handmaiden. We'll get this thing done right here, right now. Like, this is going to happen. And do you realize that that choice of him doing that, that we're still fighting some of the worst wars in the Middle East over that? That they believe Ishmael was the called one? Because of that one action, this is where we got to get out of that mindset. Do all that you can do. Do it as unto the Lord, but then give God the rest to do with by His grace. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in trouble. John 10.10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfied life. Not just rich. The, the blessing comes with richness and satisfaction like Adam and Eve would have had. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good stuff. It, it gets you, you focus off of what you can do by yourself and what God has already done and get up with a new mindset and faith in God. A couple more scriptures and I'm done. Philippians 4.19 
and my God will supply every need of yours. And that's not just material stuff. That's everything. According to His riches in glory in Jesus Christ. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that everything would go well with you and that you may be in good health and as it goes well with what? My mind, my will, and my emotions. The part of me that needs to get saved and converted over to the blessing and not keep looking back for stuff and just say, you know what? I am free. I am liberated from all of that. And I have no evidence in my life except for the faith that I have. And my faith is going to begin to change everything in my life. Abraham was the inventor of faith. Imagine that, man. Your name's written in the Bible. You are the inventor of this. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every single spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Every single one. Every single one. Ephesians 3, 20. Now to him who is able. He is able. Okay, that's why we need the blessing of God in, our, in operation in our lives. Now to him who is able to do far more than all that we ask or have the ability to comprehend in our minds according to the power that's at work where? In you. Last, last scripture, Pastor Barb, if you're ready to take it over here in a moment. I forgot to put, so can we go to the Peter verse? Can you pull that one up? Second Peter. Second Peter 1.3. By my divine power. No. Mm-mm. You see what I'm saying, though? I'm just trying to get you to go back to this Babylonian system that just says, you can do this all on your own. It says, by His divine power, which is the blessing, I'm telling you, it's, it's all-encompassing. It's, it's everything. It's the, it's the full package. God has given us every single thing we need for living a godly We have received all of this one way, by coming to know Him. To know someone is to know their purpose. To know someone is to know like what they're all about. The most amazing thing in the Bible to me is that Jesus told his disciples after he was resurrected, he went to hell, he led captivity captive man, got people to heaven that way, and he came back and he says, hey, listen, I want you to go and wait in an upper room. And the reason I want you to do this is because when I go back to my father to finish this thing, he is going to send his spirit and he is going to refill you like the Adam was. I'll tell you, that is the empowerment. That's the kingdom part of what we're here on this earth to do. 
And we got to quit going after stuff and thinking, man, I can do this and it's all about my hard work. If it's all about your hard work, then you're not functioning. Can you clearly see that in the blessing of God? So just tomorrow, before you get up and go to work, and please, please go to work until I have every size, every color, I mean every little thing back in Amazon. Yeah, yeah. You know you want that stuff. I know I do. And I know it comes as a benefit of my service to God and not those things. Everybody bow your head this morning. I want to just make sure. I want to do a heart check with everybody, man. I just want to make sure you know Jesus. You know the one that I know. You know the one Pastor Barb knows. You know the one that maybe is sitting next to you knows. So let's say this prayer together. I'll say it. You repeat it. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart. You're coming back to Christ or you're giving your, your heart back to Christ just like you just prayed it. Raise your hand. Just say, that was me. That was me. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. You can put your hands down, eyes open, looking around. Y'all ready to walk in the blessing? Y'all tired of having to work hard to get a little? Let's activate the blessing of God in our lives. Amen. God bless you all. Let's welcome Pastor Barb.